BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, yeah. Love a cold snow. There, there aren't enough of them. They had a moment around, uh, I don't know, 40-year-old virgin. I feel yes. like that 2000, <laughs> 2004 it was like cold snows and Steve Carell. Only Steve Carell lasted. Yeah, only one of them lasted. Everyone's got to think. Claire, I feel pretty special today because we are going to get to talk to a guest who has made an amazing new film, Maximum Truth, that is right in the vein of mockumentaries like The Office, like This is Spinal Tap, and I'm so stoked because the writer and star, Ike Barinholtz, and of course the, the writer, who I didn't even bother to mention, is our guest today. I'm talking about the one and only David Stassen, and he is going to be here to talk about ice cream, which is awesome. But Claire, are you stoked for Maximum Truth like I am? Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, hi, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to this episode of Fanatics. Welcome. Uh, welcome. We're here. We're just diving right in. That is the maximum truth. Yes, I am excited for maximum truth. I love mockumentaries. I'm a huge fan of Christopher Guest. I think yes. that, I mean, some of the best mockumentary work out there, personal favorite growing up in community theater, waiting for Guffman, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. that is kind of my jam. So when I saw the trailer for Maximum Truth, literally like three seconds in, I just started laughing and I was like, this is totally my kind of movie. It's so funny. It has just an amazing cast. It's got Blake Anderson and you, you see him in the trailer acting crazy as always. And then Dylan O'Brien and Ike Barinholtz, of course, star. And it's just crazy how many different little co-stars they have popping in there like Max Mingala or Beth Grant or Mark Proch. They just pop in and boom, I just can't wait to see this movie. And honestly, it's been a long time since I've been this excited to see a film, Claire. David did mention that they made this kind of like coming out of COVID, like they started working on it in 2020 and then it sort of bloomed into, you know, I'm not sure when they shot, but probably 2021, still mm -hmm. wearing masks and whatnot. And it just reminds me, like, it's so much fun to make art with your friends. Like, yes. it's so great to do a project where you just, like, pick up the phone and, like, you're sitting on the couch at night and you're texting people. You're like, you want to be in my movie? Yeah, I can, I can squeeze you in in a day. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> and that's what this movie is. It's like a big reunion of fun, you know? I mean, it's a fun factory. It's a fun factory. And the only thing that can match a fun factory, Claire, is ice cream. And today, we get to talk to David about his love 
for McConnell's ice cream in particular. So, well, it's a fun factory for your palate. <laughs> it's a fun factory for your palate, and I absolutely adore it. So I'm so excited because I've never heard of McConnell's ice cream before. So hopefully David breaks it down and tells me where I can get some ASAP. Are you sure you're not an alien? McConnell's is so great. But anyway, yes, it is. And here we go. Off with David to talk about McConnell's ice cream. Let's go. David, let me ask you this. Does the container of ice cream affect the flavor? Some ice cream comes in tubs. Some comes in like squares. Some comes in tiny pints. Does that affect the contents of the container? That's such a good question. I've not thought about that a lot. But when you said that, the different containers, my first thought was when I see like a quart, you know, like the bigger like briars, mm -hmm. I immediately don't trust that brand. <laughs> Those always tend to be more like air filled, like they fluff up. You know, there's less ice cream in it, they fluff it up and mix it with air. So it's just to me like a blander. Now, like Briar's mint chip is a classic, but besides that, when it comes in that quart, I'm immediately turned off. You know, sometimes there'll be like, a, you know, you'll see a quart, like if you're at like a CVS or a drugstore, and it's like Twix, Snickers, Kit Kat ice cream, and you're like, uh -huh. I know that's going to taste like trash. I know it's like bad milk, bad cream, but I mean, that's just like your childhood, like thrown into a quart of ice cream. So you're kind of interested in it. It's a pulpery of candy in cream. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn that down. Yeah. Well, today we're talking about specifically McConnell's ice cream and McConnell's does come in different size containers for, for someone who's never had McConnell's, which I'm not sure Jake has. I have never had McConnell's. I have no idea what it is. Love ice cream. You're only half human, so that's fine. Um. Okay, fair enough. Talk to us. Tell me, I want to know what McConnell's is first off. Okay. What I know about it is it was uh, started in Santa Barbara, California, longer ago than you might think. Truth be told, I was on their website ordering some ice cream like three <laughs> days ago. <laughs> and it said like, you know, 70 years or something. And I've, I've only discovered it like maybe 15 years ago. But so it's a Santa Barbara based ice cream. And now my friend Andy Wong, who's a, uh, the, I think the head writer for, I want to say Food and Wine Magazine or Bon Appetit, I can't remember. Andy told me that the reason McConnell's is so good is that they use cows whose cream has a higher fat content. So you're getting yeah. just like the rich in my mouth just started watering. You're getting like <laughs> the, the richest, like I think ice cream, like you can get in a, you know, a, a store-bought pint. They have a couple locations too, but they're based in Santa Barbara. There's a couple locations in LA. I don't know how far out they go outside of California, but actually I think my friend in Chicago, I turned her onto it and she's founded at her Whole Foods out in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm. So it's getting there. It's getting there. Now, the advantage to ordering online, tell us about that. You have the diversity of flavors, the whole palette to choose from. That's one. Also, I had a gift certificate I was given to our, our, our good friend is a realtor. And I think I referred a client to her and she sold their home. So to thank me, she sent me a gift certificate to McConnell's because she knows me. Uh huh. I had tried to use it in store at Christmas because we were having family over, but you had to, it's only for online delivery. And I'm on the East Coast right now started to, uh, to promote the movie. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be here for a few weeks. I'm going to send the ice cream to me. I'm going to use this gift certificate because why would I order it in LA? 
I live five minutes away from McConnell's. Uh-huh. So I ordered it. And yeah, great. I got to I got the new flavors in my freezer all because of the online uh, options. And what a good friend. Like, I love when you have a friend who actually knows how to give a good gift. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't need another candle. I don't, I don't need another. No. Yeah, no. Give me give me the good stuff. The ice cream. Yeah. I love that. So also, David, describe to me the physical location that is McConnell's. When you walk in, how do you feel? What is this place like to you? Is this your sanctuary, your temple? How would you describe it? The one I go to is in Studio City. It's got polished cement floors and a couple of, you know, classic black and white photos of, I think of like Santa Barbara scenery on the walls. And you, you, you do kind of feel Zen when you walk in, you feel like, you know, there's a nice chill in the air. Like, you know, they're taking care of the ice cream. They also have some of the best chocolate chip cookies in LA. They have these really like soft, thin, super chocolatey, rich, salty cookies Mm. uh, that are really hard to turn down. And yeah, it it is, uh, you know, I take my daughter after most Saturday soccer games. If I've gone to a good good meal, but I don't like the look of the dessert menu because sometimes a nice restaurant, just the the desserts are just, you know, over the top. And I don't want, you know, like, pickled orange zested spinach you know (laughs) lollipop whatever so sometimes i'll just go to mcconnell's after like a fancy meal to like finish off the nice meal do you remember the first time when you were i'm assuming you were a little kid when you had ice cream in general like do you remember that moment where you're like this is delicious i grew up in chicago and there was a haagen-dazs actual location in this city 10 minutes from my house and this was like the mid 80s. So Haagen-Dazs, that was like, you know, it was like the, the yuppification of ice cream. It was so popular and everyone thought it was cool because it sounded like it was from, you know, Europe, even though I think they like made it in Connecticut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember like standing in line on like multiple summer nights, like this one summer, I was probably like seven or eight. And this haagen it felt like you were getting into like Studio 54. Like it was such a scene, all these Chicagoans. And I remember like, Going in, I always got I always got chocolate chip, but I got a T-shirt uh, that summer that said Hagen Dolls in the front. It was bright red on the back. It said strawberry, and I happened to have kind of red hair, and so that strawberry became my nickname because I love this Hagen Dolls shirt and I wore it so much. <laughs> and I had red hair, and it all just came together. Uh, so yeah, my first memory was like the 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 craze of Hagen Dolls in this location coming to Chicago. And do you remember your first McConnell's experience? Mm. I think it was in Santa Barbara. It was right after my wedding. My wife and I uh, got married up there and we were honeymooning there. And it was just getting a little cup of it. Like at a, they had like a little like takeout to go freezer section, like a sandwich shop. And it really hit me like, oh, this tastes different. This is like high quality ice cream. Then cut to a few years later. Uh, I'm at like a, a Thanksgiving dinner and my mom is there and she had just picked up some random pints of ice cream and she got sea salt cream and cookies. And I had never, and it's still to this day is my favorite flavor. And it blew me away. There was like six pints out. There was 10 people. I think I ate the whole pint before anyone could get to it. It was just, it was mind blowing. This is like superhero, like make or break moment right here. This is David becoming the Caramel Avenger. That's what we got going on. <laughs> well, wait, I need a breakdown of what this flavor actually is. I got sea salt and then I got lost. It's sea salt, cream, and cookies. 
It's not cookies and cream. It's sea salt cream and cookies. So it's a sweet cream ice cream, okay. sweet cream ice cream flavored with a little bit of salt flake. And then in it are broken up chunks of this McConnell's cookie. Oh, the chocolate chip cookie. So not, not cookie dough, like, like baked cookies in, in the sea salted ice cream. Oh, the wow. creamy. It is, yeah, it is creamy. It is so, it is so deep in flavor. I mean, I kind of want to know more about the cows. Like, how do they make the, how do they make <laughs> right? the cows cream heavier and sweeter? I mean, this obviously, David, this isn't a question directed to you. I'm just yeah. like, how how does this happen? And also, because I'm you know a beef eater, I'm like, does the beef of a creamy cow taste better? <laughs> I would imagine, right? right? Higher, higher fat content, fat equals flavor, right? I think maybe it's like you know how like you know. In, in Japanese culture, they're so healthy because they're eating all this sea salted, mineral rich foods. Maybe the cows are getting this grass, you know, the, the, the grass is being flavored and new and fed nutrients from like ocean breezes and stuff. I don't know. I'm just talking on my ass right no, now. No, no, you're, you're 100% right. I am on the McConnell's ice cream website to figure out uh, they basically get, get grass grazed, hormone free cows from local dairy co ops on the Central Coast and California Central Valleys. These cows are living better lives than my children, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, anybody's children, basically. That is awesome. The way they write it, that's just like, I got a little misty. Like the sea breeze, salt. Yeah, these cows grazing around. Artisanal. It does make you feel better about like, you know, eating animal byproduct when you kind of envision the animal like having this beautiful natural life. He's on the hill overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Right. She, whoever. Like YOLO, cow, YOLO. Yeah. This, this is the life. All right. So, David, are you a dessert guy in general or is ice cream, specifically McConnell's ice cream, is this really just where your sweet tooth goes? I'm a dessert guy. It's hard to turn down sweet. Uh If I'm running an errand, if I'm at like Home Depot getting something that I need and then I'm checking it out, I'm like, oh, they got peanut butter (laughs) M&M. You know, there's all the, every store now has like a, has like a little snack thing when you check out. And I am always grabbing a whatchamacallit, a a Reese's peanut butter cup, a Snickers, a Twix. But what I don't usually go for are prepackaged ice cream products. I don't love like like an M&M's cookie sandwich ice cream thing or like a Snickers, frozen Snickers ice cream bar. I don't go for that stuff because to me, like there's there's so little actual ice cream ingredients in those products that to me, it doesn't really end up tasting like ice cream. Yeah. But yeah, but I, those are, those look nice. And like, you know, we'll get them at the park if, you know, there's an ice cream truck. But if I'm at a store, it's like, okay, I'm going to grab a candy bar restaurant. I need ice cream in my dessert. And then I just prefer an ice cream parlor. Okay, I just had a random question. <laughs> Do you put whipped cream on ice cream? Another good question. I did not used to. And over the last couple of years, I've started to enjoy it. I used to think it took away from like the, the, the creamy, rich coldness. Yeah. It's a little less cold than ice cream. It's not as thick. And I was like, oh, this is like getting a, a bite of bad ice cream. But now I kind of enjoy the, the contrast. Mm-hmm. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I loved your, your Home Depot reference, David, because I've been there and I've bought peanut butter M&Ms in line at Home Depot for like $2 too much. Yes. It's brutal. It's brutal. So is ice cream something that you share with your family, though? You were talking earlier about taking your daughter to McConnell's. Do they love it as much as you or is this kind of like your special escape? I don't think anyone loves it as much as I do. My daughter, my daughter loves it. I'm starting to expand her palate. Trying to get her into some better flavors than just, you know, vanilla. And she actually likes, maybe you could try this, Claire. She likes a brand called Cado, mm. which is an avocado based ice cream. So it's dairy free. And the mint chip is her favorite. And she just thinks of it as real ice cream. And now I have had friends who've like bought it on my recommendation. They're like, Dave, this is terrible. But <laughs> I will eat it from time to time. Be like, you know what? This is pretty good. It tastes like mint chip. Now, so she she and she loves McConnell's now, um, and she loves the Eureka Lemon and Marionberry, which is a mm. really awesome like lemon Sounds ice cream good. with berries in it, like like tart berries in it. Nobody likes ice cream as much as I do. My daughter's into it. My wife is a little more like you, Claire, a little like doesn't do dairy all the time, but she she knows McConnell's. She knows McConnell's. Do you eat McConnell's pretty much every day? No, 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 uh, no. Every other day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're the clutch closer. Uh, I have McConnell's probably once a week. And then, you know, but then I'll get ice cream at a restaurant a couple other times a week. And then maybe there'll be like a leftover pint of Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough or a Haagen-Dazs flavor or something. There might be, you know, so I'm having ice cream on like four or five times a week. I love that I said like every day and you're like, oh, no, no, just four or five times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really backed off that statement. <laughs> What is the flavor that hasn't been invented yet? What's the David flavor that you need to like create? That's a great question. Um, you know, I did recently have a Twix ice cream and I love Twix, but again, this was like a lower, a much lower quality, like ice cream. I think, you know, like Ben and Jerry's, especially because they were just, you know, at the forefront of like throwing in like great stuff mm-hmm. into their pints. Like I think they could, they could come out with a few more like, Oh, you like Heath Bar Crunch? You know, you like Oreos? Well, you know, we haven't done anything with Snickers. We haven't done anything with M&Ms, right? M&Ms are something that have not been really incorporated too much in ice cream. Now, maybe it's because the outside gets too hard or it gets too, you know, mm. cold, you know, to you know, hurt your teeth. But M&Ms feel like they're they're ripe for some sort of like very Integration. popular ice cream yes. flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love like the breakfast, like, like ice creams, like, you know, if there's like a, a cinnamon roll flavor you know okay maybe, maybe there's something more in that area like a waffles ice cream uh, you know a pancakes ice cream Ooh, yeah pancakes okay <laughs> let me pitch one for you to pitch to mcconnell's what about a strawberry version of your caramel cream and cookie oh interesting mm. just getting crazy with it out here yeah you know you know what i recently made i made a chocolate milkshake and i was like oh this would be kind of boring and i threw some uh raspberries in it you know, because like chocolate covered berry is very good. And like, I think I blended up the berries too much. And they ended up becoming just kind of like pulpy. But I think there's something there in that what you're talking about, like in that in that fruit, you know, fruit world with, you know, with, with some other flavors with it. I think this podcast needs to be like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lemon fan. Like I like lemon flavoring. And I feel like that that also hasn't been utilized enough in ice creams. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, it's lemon sorbet. That's it. 
Like, get creative. Yeah. Like, come on. There's lemon Girl Scout cookies. Now you can put those in an ice cream. That's an interesting idea right there. Mm-hmm. I love when a flavor that's usually a sorbet is, is made in ice cream. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I love, like, a lemon ice cream or, like, a, you know, like a, like a raspberry ice cream. Stuff that's, like, they, they, may, they cream it up so it's not just icy. I always... I always kind of reject sorbet because I don't know. So it's just like, there's not like that. <laughs> it's it's sorbet. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm a big cherry guy. Like if cherries are are in there, you know, mm. ice cream with cherries. That's that's gonna catch my attention all the time. And at McConnell's, David, do you eat with wooden spoons? Is that like is that a thing that they do there? I can't. I mean, I think you know, that's like the way you're supposed to test ice cream. Do you go to that extreme? Are you that guy carrying your own wooden spoon? Into the shop? No, I should probably get a holster and a yeah. spoon. Yeah, I should probably go there. They must give you wooden spoon. I mean, they're such purists. Oh, one thing, Jake, for you, Haagen-Dazs makes a cherry vanilla ice cream. Mm. This is great to put on any kind of like summer fruit crisp. Like mm. you got like a blueberry crisp, like a strawberry pie. This cherry vanilla is a great accompaniment. Oh God, man! I'm you know I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to stick to my diet here, David, and I know that tonight I'm not. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to happen. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Okay, you guys convinced me. I'm going to go eat a bunch of ice cream after this. Sold. Absolutely. So with McConnell's, you don't really need toppings because the toppings are in the ice cream. But if you go to you know a more traditional store and you get a traditional flavor like a vanilla or a chocolate, are you someone who would put toppings on that normally? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We love toppings. Okay. Talk to me about the toppings. <laughs> need texture. Need a crunch. Love like a crumbled up cookie. Love like a, you know, a sugared, like, you know, piece of like pastry they've broken up, whether it's like, you know, broken up waffle bites. Oh, yeah. Anything like kind of rolled in sugar or crystallized or like, you know, you know, caramelized, you know, any crunch in your soft, creamy ice cream is just a, is a great combination. Mm-hmm. That's why I love like, cook candies and cookies inside of ice cream flavored so much already. Mm, mm-hmm. And like a little bit broken up like Heath Bar Crunch. Oh, the best. I mean, that's that's the best. You keep going back to Heath Bar. I'm I'm it's really so noticing like the, right? the chocolate toffee thing. But it makes yeah. me think of one of my favorite candies, <laughs> Milk Duds. Again, not used in ice cream very much. No. No. We need like a popcorn flavored with milk duds. That's that's my movie like combo I like to put a piece yeah. of popcorn and a milk dud in my mouth at the same time. That's a great idea. I, I worry that the caramel would harden mm. in the ice cream, but we have chemicals. We have food uh, food miracles to take care of that. We have chemicals. We could inject that caramel with something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bend it to our will. Get that special cow over here to make that Here's caramel. Here's a chocolate covered potato chip. In an ice cream, right? Doesn't Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's does that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. I remember when I first discovered Ben and Jerry's and I just realized that you could have things in your ice cream beyond just toppings. Have you ever been to a place called Marble Slab, David? Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. Well, it must be a Southern thing. I'm from Dallas and, and Marble Slab, they let you pick out all your toppings. They let you pick out your ice cream and they do it in front of you. Just like creamery. Cold stone. Cold stone, exactly. Yeah. So it's basically that, but in the South. Mm. Is it, it's a chain, Marble Slab. Marble Slab, yeah. Are you a fan of, of ice cream that way? Oh, yeah. Love a Cold Stone. There, there aren't enough of them. They had a moment around, uh, I don't know, 40 Old Virgin. I feel yes. like that 2000, <laughs> 2004, it was like Cold Stones and Steve Carell. 
Only Steve Carell lasted. Yeah, only one of them lasted. (laughs) (laughs) When did you first introduce your daughter to McConnell's ice cream? Mm. God, it's funny. I think I still get I still get in trouble for this. I picked her up from like preschool, and I wanted ice cream, and so I took her. She was probably like three, three or four. And she had other ice cream, little bits of ice cream. She loved raspberry sorbet at, at my mom's house. And she called it purple pie. No. Because one time at Thanksgiving, she didn't want like pumpkin pie or apple pie. So we gave her raspberry sorbet and she started calling it purple pie. Purple so pie. McDonald's, and we're eating our cones outside and she's like shivering and it's like 80 degrees outside. And it turned out she'd gotten one of those preschool viruses that tears through a class, you know, and she had like, you know, a fever and was like sick for three days. And, and like, you know, and I had just given her a big scoop of ice cream and I was like, Oh no, she's fine. She's just cold from the ice cream. But <laughs> that was probably the first time she had ice cream was right when she had attained some, like, you know, some fecal virus from her preschool. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. But yeah, I can picture the first time giving like the first taste of like ice cream where they're like, wait, what? So good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that was like my nephew at his first birthday. He had ice cream, ice cream cake. Oh. And just he froze and he couldn't believe it. Right. Right. Yeah. My niece just had her first popsicle. She's 17 <laughs> months and watching her. Now she demands it. She demands popsicles now. It's yeah. very funny to see. Uh, so I get it, David. Just like you, she's becoming addicted to uh, <laughs> ice cream substances. I, I hope. Someone gets her into counseling before she becomes me. Well, thank you. We'll try one day, you know, one day. (laughs) This is one thing we talked about. Topping-wise, you mentioned cone, but if you're getting a scoop or two, do you do cone or cup? Oh. I I like both. If I'm driving, if I'm getting right back in the car, then I go cone. Mm -hmm. Oh. Cone, then you're one-handing it, you know? You've got the wheel in one hand. I like both. The the cone is good because you get more toppings. If you want toppings, if you want it to, like, you know, put heat bar crunch on top, it's just going to fall off the cone. You need the right. to hold the top. But so, you know, both have their advantages. Now, sometimes I'm self-conscious about how large my ice cream order is. And it looks, it always looks bigger in a cone, right? It's just, yeah. you're like, you look like a, you look like a, you look like an eight-year-old. You look like a, a child, you know, holding a big treat, like a big lolly. So sometimes I go cup to try and, you know, like to look more refined. It's like a pint. Yeah, I also feel like the cone is like the amazing race of like, I got to eat it before it's yes. dripping. And like, then you're working your way around. And there's so yeah, there's yeah. so much strategy involved with a cone. I'm really impressed you do it with one hand while driving. That's yeah. that's skillful. That, that's classic. Yeah. If I want those toppings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. I don't want the toppings if I'm yeah, then I got to get if I got to get some. Well, again, I feel like I keep referencing my kids a lot, but they do eat a lot of ice cream. They like the cone, but I I had to put my foot down. And now they're only allowed to get a cup and cone, which is they get the cone and then it's dumped into the cup and they're given a spoon. Uh, Yes. Because my car was getting destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Now, my daughter loves, and I don't get this, but all kids like, most kids like this, is like gummy worms and gummy bears in their ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like they think yeah. it's like, you know, treat plus treat equals better treat. I think they're very separate treats. But like, you know, sometimes I'll have a bite of her ice cream. I'm like, you know what? That gummy's not bad in there. Like, it's <laughs> Frozen yogurt gummies fit well, I will say. They do? Yeah, they do. They do work. It depends if like you get like a, you know, like a peach frozen yogurt, throw a few of those gummies on top. Oh, okay. It's right All there. Right. You just gave me a summer mission. There you go. Yes. Yes. So have you ever made ice cream at home? Have you ever tried to replicate like McConnell's? 
I've never tried a real plate McDonald's, but I've, I've made ice cream. I had a little ice cream maker for years, and it was really fun to play with the levels of milk versus cream, you know, because there's both in ice cream. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you, you want it's enticing to put more cream in it than milk because you think it's going to be more flavorful. But if you put huh. too much cream, like it freezes up too fast and it really feels like you're just eating like ice cold butter at the end of it. But yeah, I made a Rice Krispie treat ice cream one time. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Like I didn't make like a marshmallow ice cream and then chopped up Rice Krispie treats and folded it in as it blended. I feel like that could be a flavor. Mm. I'm sure someplace does it. But um, yeah, I've made a little bit of ice cream. Uh, it probably is like, you know, like was there, there's that famous food writer michael pollan and he, he's like if you want junk food make it yourself that's how you like mm-hmm. control yourself i'm like that's a great idea i'm never going to do that but uh yeah i probably should just make my own ice cream and therefore i could i'd be very proud of it i love it but it wouldn't be so you know readily available i love it i love it the specialty flavor we're still developing that flavor we will probably have heath bar in it though i'm telling you <laughs> From what I've ascertained during this podcast. All right. Before we get to the love letter, I want to ask you, David, going back like into the history of you, your your own time on earth, what do you think about the ritual of ice cream and eating it? Is it the happiness it brings you while you're eating it? Is the ritual of going to get the ice cream? Is it the contentment afterwards? Like what draws you to ice cream and McConnell's ice cream in particular, like what emotional trigger does it, does it fill for you? I think you can, can feel a couple. It can feel celebratory, right? It can feel like a special occasion and then it can be, uh, you know, comforting or cozy, you know, if, if you're, if you're at home and you know, you're watching, you're, you're about to watch a movie or uh, it's the end of a long week. I mean, these are all like, positive things. So it really is just like a pretty magical food. Mm-hmm. A chilly blanket of happiness. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a sweet pizza of joy. A pizza of joy. Mm. <laughs> so on that note, will you please regale us with a love letter to McConnell's ice cream? Dear McConnell's ice cream, this is not sexual, but I love you. I uh, think about you all the time. I would be with you every waking moment if I could. You're sweet, you're cool, you're inviting, and you bring so much joy to me and my family and the world. Thank you. Love, David. Are you going to get McConnell's today after this? I have five pints in my freezer right now. That's right. (laughs) You've earned it. You've earned at least one of those pints. Thank you. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You know what we didn't talk about, Jake, what? is like that horrible bubblegum flavor of ice cream that has bubblegum pieces in it. Ew, why would you bring that up? Like, I forgot <laughs> about that. I brought it up because that's like the 
classic. They've never been Ew. able to perfect it. So I feel like McConnell's oh. should really like go in there and like take on the challenge, man. Wait, are you talking about like the ice cream with gumballs inside it or are those ice cream like things you buy at the park, like those ice cream with the stick. Like SpongeBob with like the gumball, gumball. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Staring yes. at you like it's Satan? Yeah, I'm talking about both, actually. Gum does not work in ice cream. It just doesn't. It, it tastes like nasty. Once you start chewing Ugh. it and then you're kind of like... It already lost flavor. It's already gone. Do you remember the scene in Elf? Okay, sorry, but this is where he's eating the mini corn and he's like... And that's like what I feel like bubblegum ice cream is. It's like that, 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 just getting Ugh. away, getting away from it. Gosh, I was so hungry after our, our talk with David, <laughs> and then you had to mention this. Now I could like not eat for four days. I feel like. Oh come on, you like mini corns too. Mini corns are great. It's the the gumball. That's that's what got me disgusted. But I feel like I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go down this road, but I feel like gum in general gives me lockjaw. You know, it's like I'm older now. Give me a mint to suck on. Give me a Werther's. I'm old. I think ice cream is so awesome because anybody from a child who has no teeth to an old lady who has no teeth can just get the ice cream in their mouth, suck on it, let it melt and just enjoy. And guess what? If ice cream's too tough for you, we'll blend it and make it a shake. Yeah. What's a malt, Claire? I've never really understood what a malt is. A malt is... It's just a style, is, right? Like a style... It's a shake gone wrong. <laughs> I believe that a malt has extra... It has a scoop of malt okay, in it. It's Jake, okay, it's a thing. Okay, okay. It's ice cream, malt, and milk, whereas a traditional shake is milk and ice cream. Now, do you consider popsicles to be ice cream? No, that's just ice flavored ice delicious flavored <laughs> ice but yes yeah i don't i don't i don't know gosh this talk today this was a lot of fun honestly i was concerned when we were going into it i was like oh you can't talk too much about ice cream and then it's like we can't stop talking about ice cream and bj which is not what you're thinking that's before jake <laughs> yeah completely different bj on fanatics we had nick apostolitas who talked about ice cream, but Nick was specifically into making his own nice cream, yeah. and he had Nicky's and Cream, and I think uh, if you are interested at all in that, you should go listen to his episode. He is amazing. Of course, he's Leon in Resident Evil, oh. so he is a great actor and also an ice cream aficionado, but yes, that was another episode. If you want to listen to even more and more and more episodes of Fanatics, go to wearefanatics.com or we are fanatics on Twitter at we are fanatics and you know take a cruise around our collection of episodes and let us know what you think tweet us um we'd love to hear from you right yeah I would would you I would I would and uh frankly I'm a little upset they haven't reached out already so please do <laughs> like, come on where were you in my dreams last come on. night? audience <laughs> everyone have a great week it's thursday that means tomorrow's friday and we will see you in another seven days i can't wait see you later bye thank you for listening to fanatics a roddenberry podcast for more episodes and info head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your fanatics thoughts and stories at we are fanatics yes that's we are f-a-n-a-d-d-i-c-t-s our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. 
Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. <laughs> <laughs>